Hey, welcome. This is Left Outside Podcast with Aaron and Ian, where we talk about a whole bunch of random shit. Oh. World class intro. Alright, so yeah, people were debating basically the ethical was dropping the bombs ethical. This is a debate that's been going on since the bombs were dropped. Right. So we're clear. Uh and I don't I don't really know how I feel about ethical. Like it's crazy to think like having grown up in a time when that didn't happen. Like I can't imagine back then being imagine being our age that I mean great we probably would have been over there or somewhere, but just like this new thing. Like we grew up our whole lives this thing was already there. Yeah. All of a sudden there's this new bomb people didn't understand really leveled cities. just leveled cities you know what i mean and back then people were desensitized to just we were carpet bombing the fuck out of europe and japan at the time so yeah that's like i mean that's like the Doolittle brigade right right after pearl harbor yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or soon after yeah, yeah, yeah it was like all right you attacked our military outpost uh we're gonna bomb your civilians right uh-huh. and we did that like carpet bombing that was the whole thing was like they were trying to just like for like five years or so you know or four and a half years or so like just literally they wanted to just break the will of the people in those countries by just yeah. bombing civilians not even military targets just bombing cities and we did it like uh dresden city in germany we it had not been touched really at all in the bombings and we bombed it and obliterated it it was fucking gone pretty much like and the same thing so that's where like i feel like the ethical question or or like you know people say like well it saved millions of lives and and the invasion and whatever which is that we can get to that later but we bombed tokyo like yeah we bombed tokyo in a doolittle raid in like you know early 42 but Later, we bombed Tokyo, firebombed just incendiary yeah. bombs on a mostly wooden, mostly wooden city, and more people died in that than died in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah. Died in the carpet bomb or in the, yeah. the incendiary bombing. So, I don't know. I think so, so. With the atomic bombs, that like, I mean, it kind of, as you're saying, it plays into the whole idea of the U.S. at the time. Just bomb into submission, and so I mean, I guess you can't really say that one big bomb or a million little bombs. You can't say one is more ethical than the other, right? Not you really can't. It's still civilians, and I mean, there's nuclear fallout that comes with the one bomb. Right. There is, but at the time, they didn't really, they didn't really know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like N45 when they dropped it, they didn't really understand that. They didn't understand that until like the late 50s, early 60s, really. And, uh, yeah, like they didn't even know, like they thought when they, when they were testing the first bomb, like nobody knew actually what was going to happen. Like the, the scientists working on it. I can't remember one. There's one specifically, uh, there's a quote from him. I can't remember his name. I am become death, a destroyer of worlds. Yeah, there's that. But he was talking, it was like this, it's a long paragraph. He's basically comes to, uh, we don't know what the hell is going to happen. This might catch the entire yeah. atmosphere on fire and we might all die. Right. And they did it anyway. You know what I mean? Like they didn't, yeah. they didn't know. I get yeah. the government contract, but yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, there, it, even if you look into it later in the fifties, like it was the, the, the atomic age, you know, like they, I mean, they had plans in the late forties, early fifties of like everything, nuclear powered airplanes, nuclear powered, trains cars nuclear powered microwaves in your in your house like everything was gonna be run by nuclear until mm-hmm. they realized hey there's some fucking downfall here yeah. like, there's some there's some problems with this there's, there's a little bit of waste <laughs> <laughs> it gives you cancer yeah and uh what like you had said i think uh in terms of like because that's i Growing up, that's how you're taught. You're taught, oh, we dropped those nukes and it saved these millions of lives. It made Japan surrender. If we hadn't dropped it, millions of Americans would have died in the war and da 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 da, invading mainland Japan. A, yeah. If we invaded Japan, it would have cost, I don't know how many lives, a lot of fucking lives. Like it would have cost, it would have cost a lot of lives. But historically, 
that's not really the reason Japan surrendered. No, like they, there was somebody to the north of them. Yeah, you know this real big the Soviets. Union. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because literally the same day that the Soviets invaded Manchuria, which is like, it, never mind, we don't need to get a geography lesson. But that same day they invaded, like shortly after midnight, and later that day we dropped the second bomb on yeah. Nagasaki, and uh, after a few days, then they surrendered, but. And they'd been in contact with the Soviets for a few months before that, trying to surrender. Yeah. Trying to surrender not unconditionally. Yeah. Because, like, they wanted the emperor to stay in power. And part of, like, the unconditional surrender was that that wouldn't be a thing. That the emperor would be removed. They would not stay in power. So, obviously, we didn't accept that. And the Soviets had already agreed at Yalta with, uh, or no, yeah, it was Yalta. They'd already agreed to invade Japan and engage in a war in Japan after the Nazis were defeated. You know what I'm saying? So they weren't really going to fucking negotiate, but they still were trying to contact. They were trying to. And uh, so I think think it was the Soviets invading and declaring war on them that really made them surrender. 100%. Really made them surrender. It didn't have anything to do with the nukes. I mean, but then after, after all those events... Um, Japan still ended up giving the unconditional surrender, mm-hmm. and then the U.S. is kind of like, "Yeah, that's what we wanted." But you know, the emperor stays we in still power too. let the emperor stay in power. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. yeah as like, a figurehead, but still. Yeah, well, I mean, but yeah, but what's the fucking point at that? Yeah, like pride, right? Like, yeah. You fucking bombed us. Now you know what I mean. Like that's yeah. how I'm just not talking like how I feel, but that's how they felt, how Americans yeah. felt back then. You, you know think what I mean? there was any mentality from? I'm sure from Truman and from others in the government, like we have to be the reason they surrendered. We can't let the Soviets be the reason they surrendered. I think that was part of the reason to use the nukes. Like not um, granted, they'd been developing it through all, you know, the war and wanted to have some type of reason and justification or spending the, I don't know. Remember the exact figure was like a hundred billion dollars, you know, Mm -hmm. in the Manhattan project. And, uh, but really, it was just showcasing this new weapon and letting the world know that it's Pax Americana now. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, we're in charge, not Correct. the Soviets, not... And we had a monopoly on that until, like, I, I think it was like... I can't remember the exact day. I should have looked it up. I think early 50s, maybe late 40s, 47, 48, when the yeah. Soviets finally detonated a nuke. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the Rosen bombs or whatever, sold in, gave them the information for it. But... We, I mean, immediate post-war, we just bullied the fuck out of whatever we wanted in the world because we had the nukes, yeah. and they didn't. No one else did, and uh, everyone was terrified of it. I mean, really, like that. Well, like, naturally, that can't be underestimated. Just how terrified other people were of right. these nukes, and that's where, like, entering into the the, the Truman Doctrine era. Oh yeah, and into the Red Scare, uh, like. Everybody was terrified, like, and people like it's it's only, especially, I mean, at least our education system, it, it's taught that you know we were only doing this because we were afraid of what the Soviets were doing. Yeah, right. Stopping the where, domino effect of the the communists exactly, taking over the whole world. Yeah, and exactly probably what the Soviets teach, or like in American imperialism yeah, or capitalist a, imperialism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that's. You know, it's the whole uh, history was written by type thing, but it's not even that at this point. The Cold War is real muddy with that. Yeah. I think, I've always thought this, like, uh, growing up, I I don't remember the Soviet Union. Like, I was born in 88, you know what I mean? Like, I don't remember that. It fell, I was like two when it fell, you know what I mean? Like, maybe three. I just turned, yeah, I just turned three. It fell around Christmas 91. And uh, all I remember of it was being taught in school of that, right? But you always see these films and you'll see movies from back then of like this huge military that we had and this huge buildup and constant development of military weapons and military tools and uh, space race, the space race, but just even just like 
the tanks and the the new gun. I just always had to have this arms race at all yeah. times. It was just a giant dick measuring. It was. It was. It was. <clears throat> and I think after the Soviets fell, or let me let me backtrack. So the Soviets and the Cold War and this fear of communists taking over the world in the American people's minds that justified spending that money on that half yeah. our fucking annual budget more than half of it go into this shit and the panic and fear in the population through whether it's true or not that's another debate but i think that that justification allowed that and after the fall of the soviet union the end of the cold war that military industrial complex wasn't going to shrink like lockheed and boeing and fucking northrop grumman all that they weren't just going to not get their fucking meal ticket. You right. know what I mean? All these different military contractors. So, in like the 90s is when like all these different uh, different ethnic groups started getting more militant like in the Middle East. And I think that they kind of just was made like to create another enemy. To create another well, fear yeah, I mean, in the American people to justify that. Like... Because so, if ISIS okay. wasn't around, there wouldn't be a reason. You know what I mean? So, what was our reasoning for the Gulf War in, was it 92, 93? It was 90, 91, I think. 91. Um, Iraq, under Saddam Hussein, invaded Kuwait. Right. So, you know, you know we kind of are friendly with Kuwait a little bit. So, so, we went in there, pushed them out real quick. It was over in a week. Right. Where all those those tanks and the the jets and weapons and all sorts of stuff that Iraq had at that point in time, Soviet, most of it, a lot of it was from us as oh, well. Oh yeah, you're right. A lot, a lot of, of their tanks were like T-72s though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of it was from us. I was just about to say when you were saying that it was like five years before that we were arming both sides of the conflict between right. them and Iran. Right. Yeah, it's uh. It's just, I don't know, I've just always felt like that. From growing up, I don't know why, even at a young age, I was just like, where does this come from? Like, where does this yes. fear, not not, not the fear, but like, the justification in the American people's mind to like, allow that. Because like, like uh, I was pretty young, I was probably like, I don't know, 11 or 12, I saw uh, Eisenhower's farewell address. I don't know if you've ever watched it or heard it. In a, in a nutshell, he's pretty much saying, like, this military-industrial complex is a, is a new thing in America. And was, like, warning the American people, like, we can't, I think the words were like, uh, sh- we should never let this, this force, like, outweigh our, our rights and our privileges as American people. And was pretty much warning us. This is a farewell address to the nation that from leaving the presidency. And uh, the thing is, he's the one that really fucking developed it. Like, yeah. under Eisenhower in the 50s during the Red Scare, like, he's the one that ultimately was behind making it as big as it was. Yeah. I think it's just uh, money. There's money to be fucking made. Oh, in. yeah, there's a lot of fucking A lot money. of money. And uh, just one, I don't know. After the Soviets fell, they just had to find another red herring, really. They just had yeah. to find another reason. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the U.S.'s history, it's pretty much just a a long line. I think we have like more time in war, it seems like, than outside of a war. It's like three years altogether in our entire history where we haven't been in one conflict or another. (laughs) And it's 250 years. Yeah. Three years that we haven't been in a conflict. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not like it's just been the 20th century. Like, Mm -hmm. Granted, that's the most recent, and it was a lot of fucked up shit, but I mean, it was happening all over before that. It's at some point in time. Some unjustified. Like, I'm not saying every war was unjustified or not needed. Like, certainly, we should have went and beat the fucking Nazis. Like, obviously. A thousand percent. I'll definitely agree with that. Absolutely. I don't know that we should have went into Vietnam. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) or fucking Korea. Especially with some of the, uh, um, (laughs) some of the, 
neighboring countries to Vietnam, the damage we did to Oh, yeah, them. Cambodia and Laos. <clears throat> and what's outrageous is Pol Pot. You know the largest contributing factor to Pol Pot's overthrow? Being overthrown? The, the, the communist Vietnamese. Yeah. Like, well, see, I had read that it was like, at the time, we supported Pol Pot and Khmer Rouge yeah. to get to Ho Chi Minh because he was in Cambodia. Yeah. I could be wrong on that. I haven't studied it a whole lot, but it was that the CIA at the time funded him to take over, you know, support a coup, which is what we do. Yeah, we're real and good at that. We're real good at that. <laughs> and, uh, bunch of money just to have someone in our pocket in cambodia so then we so then uh ho chi minh couldn't bring in supplies through cambodia to north yeah. vietnam yeah and then that, that, that fucking went downhill which oh, happened this happened at, like most of the fucking Literally cues, especially in central and south america like uh Noriega and fucking Pinochet, like all those, those guys were fucked like yeah all these places that everybody's like so so terrified of it's it hasn't granted i mean sure they have issues on their own on the inside but there is so much outside influence oh, yeah. from the u.s and other countries oh, yeah. that is insane i was just kind of got into it with someone online today about talking about venezuela not that like i fully like support socialist ideas or anything like that but like the idea where people say like uh Oh well, it's another failed socialist state. I'm like, all right, let's let's get one where like we don't fuck with it, or we yeah. don't put massive sanctions on it to where they can't even Netherlands, like, Denmark, like, right? <laughs> like like white people, right? Well, I mean, <coughs> we uh, I ain't trying to get in all that. But. Yeah, I me mean, either. But all over Central and South America, especially. I mean, we did it all over the world, but. Yeah. Just closest to home that like we feel here, like those caravans of people coming up, you know, last few years trying to come into America. Like those countries would be able to support those people if we hadn't fucked with them for decades. Like it's like the saying, like uh, not to get too fucking left here, but like (laughs) no, please, CIA. (laughs) A lot of people see that as capitalism's invisible army because all they did throughout the Cold War. Which is the you know their life pretty much as long as they've existed was push, push. and and support American, American economic interests around the world yeah. at whatever the cost at yeah. whatever the cost they didn't give a fuck about the people in those countries as long as United Fruit and Chiquita Banana kept getting their fucking bananas <laughs> they didn't give a fuck about the Guatemalans and the El Salvador yeah. the Salvadorians and they didn't give a fuck about that. They wanted the American people to have their fucking bananas, and that's it. And I think there's just a large amount of blowback that the American people don't just they just don't take into account. Right, and a lot, I mean a lot of these things that I mean even we've been bringing up, people are like, oh well, those are just spirit. Like people want to pass it off as conspiracies. This is this documented. Is, this is documented. It unclassified. <laughs> you can look it up on the internet right fucking now. A lot of it since then, like, uh, not, not a lot of it, some of it, like, uh, just a stray from Central South America, but the first, first one, one under the Truman Doctrine, Iran, okay. uh, 2013, the Obama administration recognized that we fucking Supported a coup d'etat to overthrow uh, Mogadai, I think is his name. Prime Minister, Democratic elected. Yeah. He nationalized the oil in Iran in 48, I think. Uh, I don't remember the exact date. Anyways, nationalized the oil. Uh, and uh, we put in a coup d'etat, put the Shah, the Shah back in power, who's a monarchy, who was very Western and supported us, the Americans mm-hmm. and the Anglo-Saxons and all that shit. And... Uh, that's just that was like the first one. You know what I mean? What, about what time period was? I think I was like fifty two, fifty three. So pretty early yeah. on in the Cold War. Yeah, and then because um, I was just thinking of talking about. I I don't have a whole lot of knowledge of the Shah and everything that happened in Iran, but I mean, there's been plenty of like photos shared around of people in the 60s and into the 70s in Iran 
that it was just looked Western. Right. right. Is all that it was. And so that, yeah, so I think it was the, uh, the Arab Spring. I think it was like 70, 71. I, I, it's all a blur on the dates sometimes. But so that was when like the Iranian Revolution happened. Mm-hmm. And that's when they went very Muslim and very Middle Eastern society of what it is today. And yeah, so all that, the Western part, or the Western aspects that you were just talking about, that came from the Shah. Okay. Who, I'm pretty sure he like went to school in England and you know brought all this back. And here's the thing. I don't personally agree with most of fucking, you know, like the Sharia law and... Muslim society and her culture, like a lot of it's fucked up to me, right? Yeah. But I don't think me in fucking America and the whole other side of the world has any right to tell them how to fucking run their country. Like, right. I'm sure if you went and talked to them about America, they'd have all types of fucking horror stories to tell you about the American culture. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you can't look at things. It's in a these whole different view, ethnocentric view that your culture's right, right. And theirs is wrong, and we have to, like I said, Pax Americana and tell them how to live their life. Like, I don't well, I mean, know. And instead of, because I mean, there's there's plenty of there's plenty of Muslim people around. I've got a couple friends. I do, I do too. Yeah. And like, you know, they they have their religious beliefs just like everybody else yeah. has their religious beliefs. But I think where in the Middle East, where it is a much more, if you want to say, orthodox yeah, doctrine, conservative, like, more, yeah. not like conservative in terms here, but right, right, right. religiously, yeah, like that could have been animosity towards the Shah and the monarchy and us. at that time from and us, our yeah. fucking influence. Because here's and the thing: like that was not, they're regular fucking people, democratically like, elected, stupid. Like that would be like. Whatever president is in power, whoever, yeah. whichever, I don't care. Reagan, JFK, fucking every, whatever president is in power, and yeah. another country comes and organizes a fucking coup to take him out of power and put someone else in power that they like. Like that's the same shit. Like yeah, that was like. There's gonna be bad blood. There's yeah, gonna Iran be hatred. Not even just that, but that was the start yeah. of like really ultimately of like our influence in Iran and like their dislike for us. And I think, like, everyone's like, oh, Iran just wants death to America. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, we would want death to Iran. If Iran was doing it. that to us, I get it. They would want, we would want death to Iran. Right. Like, I, I understand. Not that I, I'm like, I'm like, hey, yeah, also, death to America. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, step out of your fucking hole and look at it. Look right. at it that's, all. That's like, what I was saying. Like, people, like, it, there's such a, a disconnect. Like, it's so easy to communicate with somebody across the planet at this right. point. Like, People in in Russia, in China, in Iran, in India, in literally yeah, any anywhere like anywhere, anywhere where people might be like like have some sort of distaste, especially say like China, Russia, Iran, people are like there's there's the like inhumanity in the thought of those people where they're just regular ass people yeah. where probably ninety nine percent of them are doing the same shit we're doing. Yeah. Just trying to feed their fucking family. What it's like, uh, like, I I didn't serve, but everything I've like I've always heard and like been told that there's this like, especially infantry and people who are gonna be in frontline combat that like there's this dehumanization of whoever they might be fighting. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then you don't feel bad pulling the trigger. You know what right. I mean? That's not a human in your head because you've been desensitized to it. Yeah, and. uh I think that's gone to the American people. Like even yeah. past, even past like the front, the frontline infantry unit, it's gone to the American people to fucking feel that way yeah, about no, not, I, not I giving agree. a fuck about drone strikes on kids and shit. Right? Like, we don't give. They don't give a fuck. They don't but, care. Like when? What's the last we've heard about fucking Yemen? Right. Like <laughs> right. And wherever, and it's like the thing is, is that it happens so much. There's so many different examples of it that. By the time you start to learn about one, there's another one right up around the fucking corner. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was like a few months ago. Like, you know, Biden, I did, he didn't start drone striking Syria again. No. It just came out that a drone strike happened. 
while he was in office. Like, right. we never fucking stopped drone strike in Syria. Right. Like, that's the thing. Like, we've steadily been bombing them. And, like, not, not that I'm supporting Biden and saying that. I'm just saying, like, there's, uh, we just, we bombed the fuck out of all types of countries, dude. Yemen, Syria, Afghanistan, fucking, uh, Somalia. Like, I'd almost say it's like, you know, that's just plain old America. Yeah, it is. Like, <laughs> it is. We were talking about carpet bombing earlier. Yeah. And, like, uh, like, we didn't just stop World War II. Like, I think <laughs> I've always heard it, like, in Vietnam, and, like, Operation Rolling Thunder was a bombing campaign, and we dropped more bombs on Vietnam, little-ass fucking Vietnam, yeah. than we dropped in all of Europe yeah. in the whole fucking war. Like, mm-hmm. the us and the British, like, all of the bombs that were dropped on Germany and France and Europe, we dropped in fucking Vietnam. Yeah. Viet fucking Nam. And fucking Laos, <coughs> Laos by, um... By like square mileage, whatever you want to say, is like the most heavily bombed country yeah. on the planet. Straight up, and even to this day, there's some I don't know. There's some extremely underfunded government initiative. So like to, to clean funded fucking or uh, undetonated munitions. And yeah, shit. there's yeah. people. There's people. There's kids in Laos. There's pe- farmers in Laos every single fucking day losing limbs. Yeah. From just undetonated cluster yeah. bombs. It still happens in Germany. Yeah. Germany's got a great GDP and economy yeah. to take care of that, and that shit's still found. I mean, France, all the time, farmers are running oh, into yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, France is... It's yeah. pretty... It's had some wars, too. There's, there's, they've been around the block a couple yeah. of times. It's, uh... <laughs> but France surrender. Hey, ha, ha. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I don't get it at all. Like, <laughs> you're like, oh, the, the pushy French. And even that, like... That whole joke, I feel like, really came about, like, when we went into Iraq, and France wouldn't join the fucking coalition of the willing fucking, yeah. you know. Freedom fries. Right, yeah, all that shit. Yeah. And France is like, nah, like, we're not, we're not fucking doing that. And, like, there was this huge backlash in this country from that shit. And that's where that really started to get even yeah. bigger. You know what I mean? The, thinking that they were just, which, like, I don't know, man, like. I try to look at history and, like, look at, like, all right, so this happened because of this, and this happened because of this, and this happened because of this. Like, France wasn't prepared because they really thought World War I was it. Like, the yeah. war to end all wars. They really thought there would never be another major war. I mean, they were probably hoping because they lost, like, ages 15 to 45, yeah. they lost, like, 90% of their men. Straight up. Like, <laughs> they, they lost horrifically. And lo- like they won the war, be- you know the Allies but, won the but war. Numbers. But numbers, they lost uh, so many men. And the French army was probably at the start of that war, probably the most powerful and most organized army in the yeah. world. You know, in World War One, um, I, I mean, I think tanks are kind of cool. So I was reading about the, the tanks in World War Ones. Renault. Yeah. Yeah. And they had. Not hundreds of times, but they had multitudes more tanks. To, that they could have just won the war practically just mm-hmm. with their tanks. They didn't have anybody to fucking drive them. Right. And they tried with other countries. All the, everything is labeled in French. Mm-hmm. You know, like there was, they were having issues. And so they were just like, you know what? Fuck it. Forget, Forget about them. There were some <laughs> of those, like, those Renaults were like, they, after the war, they sold them all over the country. Yeah. And the colonies and shit they were using. Yeah. Like in like countries like Algeria and shit, African. Up until like the late eighties, yeah, we're still running those, yeah, big old fucking just tubes. yeah, the, pretty much <laughs> yeah, heavy jeeps, pretty much <laughs> just running them around in fucking like Africa. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think they really thought that World War One was gonna, be. so they weren't ready. They weren't prepared, and there were these, you know, the the Versailles Treaty and all these things. They really thought and trusted that like these different countries were gonna follow suit. They, they, they were for a minute. They were, and then, you know, the Nazis, and we fucked them over, too. Not the Nazis, but the Germans, like, yeah. trying to make I mean, them pay back for World War One. and it really, you know. With what? But what? the thing is, too, is, is like, like, these were all kind of new, like, states. Like, at the end of World War One, like, these, well, there was, like, I think it's like five empires collapsed. Yeah, it, the, the entire... All the borders, like uh, basically, basically, like country before, right? I mean, like 
Czechoslovakia wasn't a country. Like, Hungary wasn't a country. It was all part of these different empires. And, like, yeah. all these different economic models went from these monarchy to capitalist democracy. And you're bringing democracy to a country of people that is used to having a, a dictator tell them yeah. what to do. Not Now they have rights, and they don't know what to do with these rights. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just... Uh, is this a real interesting time in human history? And uh can't just be French just much pussies. Like that's just not yeah. it's a very just stupid, simplistic fucking statement. It, it is. Especially like um right here. This like you brought up Iraq. That's that's in people talking like that, that that's never brought up. It's always well they surrender. Okay, they literally they they did not have the resources or the manpower. Right. If you ever the the French resistance though did some mighty hard fucking. Oh work. yeah, absolutely. And like, uh, all right, they surrendered World War Two, but they stopped the fucking Germans and the Austrians dead in their fucking tracks in World War One. Like yeah. the Germans kept trying to go on the offensive the whole fucking war, mm-hmm. game, and they didn't get more than a fucking football field. You know what I mean? Like, yards. Like, and they would lose tens of thousands of fucking men. I mean, the British and the French went on offensive too to try to push them back, but it was just a stalemate, dude. They didn't mm-hmm. fucking, they stopped them. They didn't get yep. any further than where they fucking got. Yep. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Well, I mean, then, you know, uh, gas, bioweapons. Bio mm-hmm. I mean, those were just devastating. Well, it's always like uh, it's always weird. Like there's all types of World War Two, you know. What yeah. I mean? There's a million of them. There's not many World War One movies, and I don't know if it's that it's like it's not as interesting. Like it's hard. It's harder to make. Well, there was one that just came out not too long. Nineteen Seventeen. Yeah. yeah, that is. A how movie. how was it good? It is pretty good. But um, yeah, I mean, there's only yeah, there's, for that pitch. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's not as many, I think. Chances for the glory story, right? Because it you know, wasn't because there was no right, glory like, for any storming the beach of fucking yeah. Normandy or yeah. surviving the Ardennes. Like it was just hell, like literally yeah. fucking hell. It was just literally the worst imaginable right. conditions possible. I I want to say that people, more men, died in World War One from just illness and infection yeah. than from fighting shit. Yeah. Right. I think. Part of it is, too, is, like, yeah, it's not as, like, uh, you know, it's heroic and fucking, uh, just whatever with that. But I think it is, too, like, just, I don't think that, like, we are talking about the industrial complex. I don't think, like, not that there's some huge conspiracy or anything between the two, but I don't think that they want, or that, like, Hollywood wants to really show... The absolute barbarity that mankind had in that, yeah, and just absolute, just grimace, just macabre lives that these men lived in that. Like, I don't think like they really want to show that as much in a real true sense. Not that they could really ever show it and truthfully in a movie, but man, like I think about like uh, the Battle of Psalm on the first fucking day of this of this. Uh, this battle, the other thing went on for like six months. The first day, the British lost like 30,000 men in a fucking day. Jeez. Like wave after wave after wave of men going into machine guns and artillery. Just 30,000 fucking men dead in a day. Like, how do you, how do you comprehend that? You know what I mean? Like, how do you fucking like, imagine being the guy at the back and you're like, you're next and you just saw, yeah. you know, 25,000 other fucking men die yeah. in front of you, and you were king and country, and you fucking yeah. go over the track. I just can't even comprehend. Or king and go fuck yourself. Right, dude. <laughs> I mean, obviously, obviously they, they fucking fuck shoot you right then. Right, if you right. You fucking did that. Right. But I just can't even fucking comprehend. That. Uh, that's, that's obscene. This, this number. The, and it was like, obviously, the, the battle went on for six months. And it was, it was like, like, while that was happening at the Somme, Things further south at Verdun, the the Germans were on an assault to try to take these forts against the 
these French forts in, in Verdun, and it was like they were like pulling back and forth. Like the, the Somme started to pull Germans away from that, and the the Germans would try to push out of the Verdun to pull men away from the Somme, and it's just this huge fucking just clusterfuck of yeah. I don't uh, just men dying, just men oh, dying for nothing, for absolutely fucking nothing. Like that's the that's thing is like World War II, yeah, like we defeated the Nazis. This this tyrannical fucking thing. It was nothing, and like one fucking aristocrat got <laughs> shot in the fucking head and blown up, and millions of fucking men needed to die yeah. for that. Like it's nothing. some not ancient, but like really fucking old handshakes. Right. Like right. is what Somebody's brought everybody into cousin this. Cousin who you got beef with now, who happens to be a fucking king in another country. Right. Now you got to go to fucking war and send your poor folk along to yeah. get fucking blown up by, by the millions. Like I just that's what I think like part of the reason we don't have a lot of movies on it and a lot of talk about it. Like they don't they don't teach you about the shit in school. There's just like it's only like one page in a history book. Like oh there was a war between 1914 and 1918. That was it. That was it. it. Like, yeah. they don't talk about all these other things and aspects of it. No, not at all. And especially because it's so easy with a World War II movie to just portray the faceless, evil German right. Right. Nazi that's it. soldier. That's, that's all that's you got to do. Put him in a gray uniform, red armband, get a German shepherd by him. He's the fucking devil. You right. know what I mean? Like, doesn't matter. And you, yeah, it's fucking... I mean, look at how many how many movies. Like... I mean, you could do James Bond, literally anything. Like, the main bad guy has Russian accent, mm-hmm. German accent. Right. Probably like, smokes cigarettes now. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just fucking... Yeah, they still play off that. They yeah. still play off the old ass. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, even now, everybody... I'm not saying Putin's a good guy or nothing. Like, but... There's some people think about like Russia, and they act like every single citizen is out to get it. Every one of them, yeah. Like, yeah. Like they probably they probably don't fucking like us. I couldn't blame them either because there there's that majority. It's always the loudest fuckers. Oh fuck them communists! Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, hard fucking eye roll. Yeah. But but I just wish. That's the one, like, if I, like, had three wishes from a fucking genie, like, I was just, uh, for empathy and humanity. That's all it takes. Like. The slightest bit of empathy. Yeah. The, the, not even just taking two seconds to, you know, think about somebody else's situation. Right. Think, oh, no, they're just living their life, taking care of their family, going to work every day. Doing the same stupid shit we're doing, and they've got probably whoever's in charge on their over whatever country saying shit about us. They probably are like, eh, okay, whatever. And they've probably got people who act like Amer- some Americans do. To them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there, I mean, there's like, there's that nationalist idea everywhere. Yeah. But I think, like, uh, a couple of things, what you just said, like the whole, like, everything's communist. Going back to the Cold War, that <laughs> comes from that. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how, like, that we talk about the Soviet Union as, like, oh, they just, it's all propaganda and a propaganda machine and da da da. And, like, I don't understand how people can say, say that. Yeah. And, and granted, I'm sure they did. I'm sure there was all types of fucking Soviet propaganda. But what do you think? They're the only ones? Like, right. they're the only ones putting out propaganda? Like, we're not putting out propaganda or anything? We're not fucking. Filling our news articles with fucking bullshit to make them look bad. Like, of course we are. And it's, you, it, it's silly to not recognize it. To just be like, oh no, that's not, they're the evil. We're good. We're nothing but good. And then like, uh, so yeah, people yeah, just living their lives and shit. And we talk about like surgeons and then terrorists. You know what I mean? I do an air quote on that. And uh, like, could you imagine just... Whatever, man. Like, you you working in some fucking Middle Eastern town. You're living in a Middle Eastern town, and you've been working your whole life to, I don't know, make some fucking tannery or something. Whatever. Whatever your livelihood is. Yeah, you know what I mean? You spend your whole life, and that's, you're feeding your kids with it, your family with it, everything. This is, this is your life. 
And next door to where you have that is some guy on a fucking U.S. list that they don't like, and they drone strike him, and it fucking, you know, you're working right next door, and the fucking drone hits that bo- that building, blows your fucking building up. Maybe it doesn't kill you. Maybe it does. <coughs> your livelihood's <coughs> fucking gone now. You can't yeah. feed your kid. Maybe it did kill you, or it killed your fucking kid who was there working with you, or your, your kid, kid watched, watched you die because of that. Like, obviously, they're going to have a... A bad, bad taste, taste in their mouth for the Americans yeah. who yeah. sent the fucking bomb there. Yeah, like, absolutely. Not that I would, I would I, like, there's people that I say this to, and they call me a terrorist for just thinking that. What? Or just, oh yeah, we're just saying, like, just imply that. Yeah. You know what so I mean? You're yeah. saying if, if your dad went to work, yes. you know, went to work at the, the, the Huntington building downtown, yeah. and somebody... Blew it up, and they figured out he was designated to such and such group. You're not going to be pissed yeah. at that group or that country, whoever the hell it was. I'm going to be more pissed at the ones that blew them up, and I'm going to be pissed at the guy who's on the list. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I think they were just like, "Well, it's the guy who's on the list." Fault. I'm like, "No, dude. Like for whatever reason, he's on the fucking list. Like they put you on a list for whatever. Snowden's yeah. probably on a fucking list." They can find him. I'm sure they drone strike the fuck out of him if they yeah. wouldn't cause a war. Like, yeah, yeah. like, like you, even if I was just working here in Newark and I'm we're working here in Ohio and I'm going to wherever, even if, you know, say I was working at fucking 7 Eleven and it, it, getting the guy a pack of smokes, all of a sudden, shoo, fucking bomb comes in, my boss who owns the fucking 7 Eleven or whatever. You know what I mean, whatever scenario you need to make to realize that it's, it's not that simple. It's not just as simple as they're terrorists. They should just to America kill them. Like, just think a fucking little, and just a little for, bit for half for a just second, half a fucking second. Step out of your fucking smelly oh, yeah. ass shoes and fucking take a look around, dude. Like, just just look a little bit. I don't get it, man. Like, it's not that hard. It's not like I had to fucking look too hard to have a little bit of empathy, a little bit of understanding. All right, so let's let's wrap back around. Kind of started. <laughs> Alright. So war's coming towards an end. World right. War two. World War II. Yeah, yeah. Coming towards an end. Trying to get unconditional Don't want to give unconditional. Mm-hmm. So drop two bombs. Estimated up to I think it was two hundred and fifty thousand were killed within like a week. A week after the bombs. Within a week yeah, after yeah. the bombs. And however many hundreds of thousands, countless more, from radiation fallout mm-hmm. afterward. And generations passing. Oh, yeah, yeah, generations. Yeah. With leukemia rates and all that shit. Yeah. That's, That's why I just can't. Like, in another, wish number two, just nobody had any access to anything. That, any nukes? Yeah, that is, it's, it's world ending. Because what, what if... The U.S. has their nukes. Other countries have their nukes. What if, like, for instance, what happened in Hawaii not long ago, there was the, the false, uh, false alert that went out to everybody on the island saying that a, that a nuclear weapon was on the way. Like Decon they, 1? Yeah. yeah. Oh, damn, I didn't even hear about that. You didn't? Mm-mm. Well, I think it was, I was, I think it was a big island. Or it, I might have just been on islands. I can't remember. Um, and so a, a, a false alert went out. And so, you know, everybody's freaking out. What if somebody had access to a button when a false, a false attack yeah. was sent to you? What, are you going to retaliate? Right. Like, I think uh, one, one mistake. Like, there have been several times, several people that have stopped the destruction of this planet. Mm-hmm. There was a Russian submarine. Yeah, during the Cuban Missile Crisis. During the Cuban Missile yeah. Crisis. And they were given the order to fire the missile. And the captain of the submarine, he needed, like, he was the very last one to turn the key, go. No. Yeah. Turns out. That was a good fucking choice. Right. Good call, bud. Good, good call. call. Good call. Thank you. Probably you. got fucking killed when you went home. But. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 
Uh, it, it like one one false one false move. Yeah, I one, think one accidental alert. There's quite a few movies of like that scenario. Yeah. Um, and it's scary. Like it's definitely fucking scary. Of like, is that all it takes? Like we we we're told that there's all these different uh safe locks and different fucking protocols to go through. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like it's it's only a matter of time. Like. Yeah. It's uh, it's got like, it's like almost like a Pandora's box. Like they're already out there. They're in yeah. the world. It's a matter of time and human, or that fear of what they'll bring, happen, yeah. and that's scary as fuck. It really is, and uh, especially with the power that these things have anymore. Uh, just like oh, what yeah. what happened to. Uh, to Japan, it's Dude, it's that's, that's a drop in the bucket to, oh, compared yeah. to the strength oh, of yeah. the things we have now. Oh, yeah. Like what what was the one that Russia had? Tsar Bomba. The Tsar, yeah. yeah. And that you know when they the largest largest bomb ever dropped on Earth. Was that? That was only half of the strength yeah, of what yeah. it was supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. And it was a similar thing what you were talking earlier about the original, the first bomb. uh Trinity test. That was the first bomb. Yeah. Um, the Russians scaled it back because they really thought they would ignite the fucking ionosphere. Yeah. Could you just imagine being like, yeah. "Hey, man, this might kill us all. Let's just do half. Let's do a half a year. You know what I mean? Like half, half of it. Fifty percent. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that would just be a scary time back then. And like, I understand that. Like, I'm not saying like. Uh, None of the Cold War warranted, or that like there wasn't a legitimate fear, but it wasn't like this. Like the Soviets didn't want to fucking go to war with us. They didn't want that. I don't. They just knew that we were mobilized. We were preparing for them. So that's the only logical fucking step. Get prepared as well. well. And uh, and then they do. So we do more, and they do more, and they do. It was back and forth, back and forth. But uh, there's also, like, out of all the nukes in the world, I can't remember the exact amount, but there's, like, quite a number that are unaccounted for. Yeah. Like, there's all these different protocols through the UN to, like, keep track of who has what and, like, how many you have and the capabilities of it. But there are quite a few, like, I want to say, like, double digits that are unaccounted for. Like yeah. We don't know where they are. Yeah. Like, we don't know. And all Oops. it takes is that one, I don't know, one, one fucking group finding one, having one, having the capability to fucking launch one, not even launch one, sneak it in and detonate it, whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, these are the scary fucking thing. And that was what I think a lot of the scientists in the Manhattan Project really carried with them. Yeah, it's just the yeah the the weight of what they did in making that. Yeah, Oppenheimer. Yep. Not happy. Yeah, <laughs> he was not happy about. I I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure quite a few of them ended up killing himself. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure. It's a that that's a heavy weight. Yeah, you you and a team of people come up with this new weapon, you think, okay, this is going to end the war. Get it over with faster. Mm-hmm. going to save American lives. And next thing you know, you recreated a weapon. And once something is invented, it, it's... You can't it's, uninvent it. You can't uninvent it. Yeah. People will see that, and they will want to do it as well. So they're going to figure it out. Right. You open, as you said, Pandora's box. Unimaginable death. Right, like oh. had the capability in that war, but it's got the capability to end the fucking world. Like maybe not the world, the Earth oh, no. will be here, humans. but humans will not yeah. be. Yeah, like, we we can all die. Earth like, doesn't give a. Fuck. Me wrong, I love playing Fallout. It's one of my favorite games, <laughs> but I don't want to live that. I don't no. want to fucking have that be what my kids and my kids' kids go to. But there's not like I say that like I have a mushroom cloud tattooed on my fucking ribs. Like it's. And I think I got that when I was younger, just as like a, 
just a testament to how not physically powerful just like the the political and social ramifications that come with that yeah like how historically changing that time was and oh, just yes. from before and after that how different the world was between it's just a uh, just crazy like <laughs> like to just be a physicist. Like, you weren't a fucking weapons engineer. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you weren't... You'd never done any... Some of them probably never fired a weapon in their life. You know what yeah. I mean? And now you're building the most powerful weapon mankind has ever known. Yeah. Like so some, just, somebody, some military contractor right. comes by one day, asks, like... Can it be done? What's the biggest explosion? And someone's, like, thinking, well... No. Stars blow up and you start building backwards. You're like, well, I mean, like, an atom's just a little star, right? What if you split? Uh, that's super simplified. Start a chain reaction. Yeah. yeah, firing atoms into into atoms. It's a uh, just crazy. And uh, that's funny, actually. The the what we were talking about before we even started on here, conservation energy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Atoms smash into each other and release a lot of energy. Yeah. I'll do that at once. Mm -hmm. Well, like, uh, that's how I feel too. Like, uh, even with like the green and like trying to go green, like renewable energy and stuff, like, I don't necessarily, I see all types of people online, especially like advocating for nuclear energy, energy, like, not. Like, you know, understanding that or something. Like, yeah. you know, there's Chernobyl, Three Mile Island, fucking Fukushima. Like, Fukushima is the best case scenario for the worst day of somebody's life. Right. Like those those engineers, those physicists at Fukushima who stayed while while it was. Keeping it, keeping the reactor from going meltdown. Yeah, and they basically, they, they were all told to evacuate. They're like, no, no, we're staying. Yeah, and they kept asking, um, they kept calling their superiors and asking local government. We need a fuckload of water. Let's say it was thirty thousand gallons. Mm-hmm. Just to continually keep pumping through and to keep this thing cool from going full yeah, meltdown. meltdown. Yeah, and everybody, they were just kind of like, ah, "You can ten thousand, make it work." Right. These guys stayed in there for weeks. I'm sure they didn't sleep a fucking wink. No, I mean, stayed there for weeks to prevent a meltdown at like at the level of Chernobyl. Yeah, and they did it. They they got it to shut down successfully without a meltdown. Yeah. And now they're social outcasts. Yeah. Like legitimately. It's something about I don't know Japanese culture, but basically like they disobeyed their orders. Yeah. So now they're like shunned by their nation. Hmm. Even though they stopped a potential like think about where all that fallout would have went. All over Japan. All all over, all over the world, really. Straight, straight into like some of the fastest currents yeah. on the fucking planet. I mean, it's still leaking, right? right but it is not, not nearly as much as it would have been. I mean, the same thing was happening with Chernobyl. Like there were people there that they're dead now. They died yeah. like right after it. Yeah, but it, like there was an explosion at Chernobyl, but there wasn't a meltdown. Yeah, Chernobyl. you know what I mean. And, uh, and there well, were the, well like, the explosion no caused the core to be exposed right. outside. Right. right, and the coolant, the, yeah. the radiated coolant exposed. So there wasn't like a nuclear detonation. Which, know, that would have been it, 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 bad, real bad. But now like I'm saying, like, 
And people will be like, oh, there's that was 50 years ago. There's so many different, you know, or 40 years ago. There's so many different uh, safety protocols in order. Da, 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 da. I'm like, they were saying the same shit then, man. Yeah. Like, they were saying that then. That there was all these different safety protocols in order. That it wouldn't happen. It happened. Like, as soon as you think you're good. You're, no, no fault's going to come. That's when yeah. it's going to fucking come. Well, I mean, even if, say, even if you have all these safety protocols, all it takes is one mistake. Yeah. That's what's scary about one it. loose fucking bolt. And yeah. what do you do with like the waste? Like that shit half. What is it? Uranium's got a half life for like two hundred thousand fucking years or something. Like a half life. Like, yeah. it, what are you gonna do with all this waste? There's well, already millions of tons of nuclear waste today. Like, yeah, just being stored in a big concrete box underground. Right. Like, uh, actually, what they're doing. What Japan started doing pretty recently, um, with the the main waste from, they're just you know, ripping a little bit in the water, in the ocean, which is perfectly fine, because if you take a gallon of radioactive fluid and spread it out over a hundred miles in the middle of the Pacific, that's negligible. Mm-hmm. Like there's more natural radiation from plain ass hydrogen making up water molecule. Yeah. Like there then then all that waste. I don't know, man. Have you ever looked up like uh Fukushima daisies? Uh-uh. Dude, look them up cuz they're fucked. Like they're just completely mute from like the fields around Fukushima. Yeah. It's like just all types all type. of fucking mutations to them. Hmm. Fucking gnarly look. But like I think there's Definitely some, there's definitely some irradiation around Fukushima, but those guys you're talking about definitely sounds like saved it. For yeah, so definitely probably been like Godzilla. Yeah, like, <laughs> but that's like, uh, I don't know, man. I think I feel like historically, like there's all these examples of this is dangerous fucking technology, dangerous yeah. fucking thing, and give a fuck. I don't know, like, people just don't give a fuck about all the fucking, not, not fallout, I'm using that word, I don't want to use that word for it, but it is fallout, like, for yeah. it, not nuclear fallout, but it is, I, anyway. Like, Repercussions. Yeah, yeah, just blowback <laughs> from it, yeah. like, just of what can come from it, and they just didn't, back then they didn't give a fuck either, dude, you look at, like, the bikini atolls and shit that we use for testing, like, mm-hmm. like we blew the fuck out of these. Like, people are living there. You know what I mean? Like people lived on those fucking islands. We took their island from them, sent them off somewhere else, and fucking blew it up with nukes. Like, what the fuck? Just to see what would happen. Just see what happened. Try to build a better one. Like, I don't. <laughs> For one, we're doing the wrong type of nuclear energy. Yeah, it needs to be. Uh... <laughs> Fusion. Yeah, 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 we're we're on fission. Yeah, need we need fusion, some fusion, but you know, con- containing and creating a, a star isn't really easy. I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it wasn't easy to like do the fission back yeah. in back in the forties. Like, was, yeah, that was all absolute like tip of the spear, cutting edge tech. Which is funny because we have, I don't know, we have. Oh, definitely in the human species lifetime, an unlimited supply of energy. Oh yeah, and fission or infusion. Yeah, like oh. well, even, like just solar. Oh yeah, it, like you know how efficient it has become. Like oh, yeah. it's it started like what twenty years ago. Solar panels had like a ten percent efficiency rating. Mm-hmm. Like it it was it was bad. Eighty like percent now, isn't it? Yeah, it, it was a waste of money at oh, that yeah, point. It was. it was a novelty. So yeah. you had it. Right. Hey, I can light up this one fucking light bulb, kinda. <laughs> like <laughs> across the road from where I'm working, there's an entire solar field. Oh yeah, I remember hearing about that. Or for my site and the site right across the road. Hell yeah. Like, and then, <laughs> then there's yeah. I mean, you got you've got wind energy, and there's there's windmills, plenty of places. Oh yeah. Um. I think you were talking about fusion. If we, like I said, I mean, I can't remember the exact number, but it was like $100 billion. Maybe not quite that much. 
hundred billion dollars in today's money back then. In yeah. the 40s. If and if we put that much effort and energy and resources into fusion today, we could do it. We could absolutely, absolutely. do it. But there's just not as much drive to do that yeah. because we're not a fucking. They don't see it as a war. You know, what I mean? they don't see it as fucking trying to win the war. But it is. It really is trying to find a renewable. Energy. That's a whole other debate, though. Yeah, whole other conversation. I mean, I, I'll just say one. Thing. No climate change ever. That's it. I can almost have a conversation. Can't either. It's a liberal conspiracy. Like, I'm like, right. all right, never mind. Well, the Earth, you know, goes through natural changes. Okay. okay. It's true. Look at this. To me, it's <laughs> like the difference between, like, you roll a ball down a hill or you kick a ball down a hill. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, those are two different things. Like, they're, they're, exactly it's going down a hill. You're right, but they're going a different speed. I just, uh, yeah. I, I, you think, you, you think fucking... Sean Hannity, he's got the inside scoop. You know what I mean? Oh, Every brothers. 95, 98% of the fucking <laughs> scientific community agrees it's happening, but fucking Sean Hannity's got the inside scoop. That's, that's, that's what I don't understand. I think it's people really want to feel like they got one over. Right. I know something. It's all ego. Yeah, it's yeah. all ego. Like, no. Literally, everybody knows there's there's been there's papers and studies from the '60s mm-hmm. getting to see these effects from the oil companies, right? Like, like from, from the, the fucking oil companies that they knew this shit. Yeah, <clears throat> and you know a lot of what they did was hire their own very reputable names in the science community, mm-hmm. paid them a shit ton of money to slander these other people yeah. coming forward with this evidence, like um, I can't remember the dude's name. It's really gonna bother me. He did a lot of um, like took a lot of deep ice samples mm-hmm. from all over the all over the globe, and you know it was just the different carbon level. Seeing that you know ice that has been frozen for five million years, thing you can test the different carbon levels all the way down through, mm-hmm. see bits of waves and everything, and then you take a sample from the surface. Suddenly, there's this big ass spike. Right. Conveniently, right around the Industrial Revolution era right. time frame. I just don't uh, like. I think I can't get too much more into this episode. I gotta get going soon. But I think like uh, people don't want to think of the change that will come from it, and it will be a lot different, man. To to not put that carbon in. So much of our society would have to change. Yeah. It just would. But well, it's either do that or we all fucking die. Yeah. And like, do you want your, your great grandkids to live? To live. To even have a fucking planet. Yeah. Even if it gets to great grandkids, shit, to my grandkids, like the way that it seems, like my kids' kids, maybe. Maybe even my kids. You know what I mean? By the time they're our age, it might be fucked. Like, it's been politicized to hell and back. This isn't. Politics. It isn't. It shouldn't be politics. It really shouldn't. It should not be. And it's like, what it is, and maybe this is just my fucking mind, but it all comes back to capitalism. Because we start making those changes, that means many, many, many corporations in this country and in this world are either going to have to make some drastic changes to their business model or the go away. the fuck away. Yeah. Okay. And they make this this disinformation apparent out here to like keep their fucking stock numbers, keep their fucking productivity up. Because if people really started believing, hey, all those fucking plastic bags and one-time use plastic containers are bad, like they're not going to sell them anymore. So, and then they'll have to find another way to sell their fucking. Nestle will have to find another way to oversell fucking water from this. <laughs> like, they'll either have to change their business. That. Uh, oh, yeah. Geez. Most definitely. Yeah, Nestle sucks. Let's go into the 
small village that has a pretty like good good uh clean underwater spring supply mm -hmm. they're doing fine for themselves let you know let's let's hire armed schwack them let me get that fucking water like get them out of there yeah. make them now pay for this water mm -hmm. an outrageous amount that none can pay if anybody tries to take the water you fucking shoot them yeah like thieves yeah. they're the thieves yeah they're stealing the water that we stole yeah, I stole it fair and square. Right, right, it's mine now. <laughs> we got these plastic bottles we gotta fill, guys. It's, uh, it's, it's just, uh, crazy time to be alive. But I'm sure, like, what, where we started our conversation, it was probably a crazy time to be alive. Exactly. It, it was. It was. It's always a crazy time. Yeah. Human nature and human experience is almost always a clusterfuck. Yeah. Almost always a clusterfuck. I mean, I think this is this is a crazy time to be alive in its own different sense. Yeah. We were at I feel like we're at an apex of are we gonna make it or not? Right. And compared to say colonization or the moving west North America. Mm-hmm. That was a wild time. Right. That was a whole different thing. But all of existence of humankind was up in the fucking air. Exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's scary, man. It really is. But on that note, I got to work. Signing off. All right. <laughs> We're out. Thanks for listening.